everyone, welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 40 and I've got a very special guest. He's a gentleman that I've known for quite a number of years and recently he's gone through uh, what we would say as a pretty traumatic experience in regards to a significant motorcycle accident and that is Jake Habick. How you going mate? Going amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me <laughs> and um, I think it's important to ask you how you're going. I appreciate that. Last yeah. night I listened to 39 intros of your podcast and four people asked how you're going. <laughs> and really? I didn't that, so I thought that's really important. Yeah, so okay. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Thank good. you for asking. I'm good for a Sunday morning. Training going well. Family's yes. Good. Yeah, family's good. My wife's currently sleeping. She just come off night shift, so um, I thought it was a good opportunity to have, do a podcast this mm. morning. And, you were kind enough to give up your time. So, no, no, I'm, I, I appreciate that. I didn't know that only four people asked that. Yeah. Shame on them. Oh, no. <laughs> Shame on them. No, good. I, I appreciate you listening, mate. That's no, so good. Um, so, I thought, uh, you know, now that you're pretty much on the road to recovery, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to have a chat to you about your accident and obviously um, the experience of recovery, rehab, and, and where you are today. But look, give people, because obviously not many people would know who you are unless they're, they're mm. friends or colleagues of yours. Yeah. Uh, give us a quick background of you, because you're obviously a personal trainer, you're now working finance, mm-hmm. um, you've been on stage as a, as a competitor as well, so you've, you've experienced a lot. Mm. Give us a quick bit background of you and where you are now in terms of career and Yeah, personal. sure. So everything basically stems from when I was 18, I sat down and I had to choose a, a pathway to go. And I thought about it pretty hard and I listened to someone called Ty Lopez. I don't know if you've heard of him. I don't think so, no. But he speaks about there's four pillars mm. that are really critical to having a good life. Yep. And that's health, wealth, relationships, and happiness. Makes sense. So I thought, well, health's obviously very, very important mm-hmm. and wealth is as well. Yep. And then the other two sort of come if you can have them two pieces uh, on the right track. Yep. So I started with health first. So I did my Cert 3 and 4 of fitness yep. uh, at Fit College at Maroochydore, and that was awesome. And then since then, I've been personal training pretty consistently the entire time, so it's about nine years. Okay. Um, and always had just a handful of clients on the side and just gave, given them all of my energy. And we've had some incredible transformations. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. goal there is uh, for long-term sustainable results of course what you're doing as well yeah so that's the health component um the imba competition that i did that was basically um, that looks bloody hard <laughs> i've seen people go through it it looks incredibly hard so my goal was to be able to do it yep and then apply what i use there to other things so into study and other parts of life because you basically you can't get on stage unless you've gone all in for 20 weeks or 20 weeks plus. That's exactly right. You know, of course. Yep. So that's the health side of things. And then the wealth component, I thought that should come after um, health. Yep. So I went to uni and did financial planning and I did accounting as well. So that was three years and now I'm doing uh, chartered accounting. Yep. And that's another two years. Okay. And, and working full time at the moment as well. And- so. Yeah, cool. It's awesome. Got a lot going on. I know you I do. Just, yeah, love what I'm doing. So. You're very, um, very meticulous individual, aren't you? You're very organised, structure your week quite mm. almost down to the hour, don't you? Too At much. the moment, yeah. yeah, it's down to the minute. Yeah, like, it's tight. Yep. Um, because basically we're doing forty plus hours at work. Yep. And then the study, they say you need 
about 15 but you, I need more because I'm it's hard because I'm so fatigued a lot of the time sure I need at least 20 hours okay so it's a 60 hour week yep plus everything else you got to do as an adult absolutely um, yeah so everything is down to the minute so shopping as is an example do yep. that online it rocks up on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> put in a slow cooker just chuck everything in put the lid on it's good to go that's my meal prep for the week okay it's awesome. Yep. It's so easy to do. Unreal. And every week just change up the recipe. Yep. Uh, and then everything that's not study and work is almost outsourced. Okay. Because I just don't have the time to do it. Sure. So yeah, it's very, very specific and, and timeless. But you still prioritize your training, don't you? You still, yes. still make time yep. for training? What? So with every, three, four, five times a week? At the moment, four times a week. Okay. And they're an hour and a half. Yeah, okay. So. I'm back on the Sunshine Coast now because yep. I was at a Brisbane firm, Fortitude Valley, yep. and now we just um, we've been here for almost a year mm. on the Sunshine Coast at Cotton Tree. So I'm training with Adam Bryan again, mm. which is awesome. Yep. So four days a week, hour and a half, massive sessions. Yep. Um, it should be five days a week, but I can't get in on a Saturday. Okay. I'm just I found I was just way too fatigued to get my study in. So I'm just trying to find that balance at the moment. 100%, yeah. Once study's over, I'll get back in at five days a week. Yeah, okay. I'm still seeing results with four yep. at the moment. And I actually find my recovery is a lot better and my strength's improving quicker than when I do five or six days a week. So do it, just a quick segue, you're obviously very time constrained at the mm. moment, if that's even a word. Yeah. Um, so for the people out there that tend to... Complaint's probably the wrong word, but just say that time, they don't have enough time. You're obviously an example of someone who makes the most out of their time. Mm. Can you provide any sort of advice in regards to that, to maximising as much time as you can? You still get mm. eight hours a night's sleep, seven hours yeah. a night's sleep, I'm yeah. assuming, yeah? Yeah. Yep. So you still get plenty of sleep. You're not sacrificing that to mm. get enough done in the day. Yeah. So the biggest thing I've found for me is preparation. Okay. So Sunday from three o'clock, onwards is prep so it's meal prep it's doing my ironing doing my washing yeah everything sorted for the week cut up my watermelon because i get up at 5 10 and i'm in the gym at 5 30 because i'm trying to get my sleep <laughs> uh, 20 minutes so my watermelon's cut up in a container i eat that on the way right adam's gonna laugh at this do <laughs> my pre-workout and i'm good to go right. but just that preparation on a sunday yeah um, is my make or break for whether I have a successful week. Okay, fantastic. If I don't have that, I'm screwed. You're I'm stuffed. so far behind and I won't get to the gym and I can't get my study done. So it's that Sunday I'll go prep. Do you find the, the training session um, dictates how your day progresses? Like if you miss a training session, are you flat for the rest of the day? Do you not have as much energy? Are you less productive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I find my motivation uh, is so much higher after I train. Right, yeah, I feel okay. like I'm just fired up and I jump into the day. Yep. Just on fire. Awesome. It's awesome. And then the days I don't, I feel sort of sluggish and like slowly get into the day and yep. stuff. I don't know if that's pre-workout talking <laughs> or just no, the good endorphins and yeah. everything going. So, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Good point. I like that. All right. So let's get into it then. Um, so talk about your accident. Like, I, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. Mm. Obviously, it was a motorcycle accident. Yep. Talk about what you remember about it and then obviously mm. the, the significance of the injury that you sustained. Yeah, sure. So as I said, we're, we're working from Cotton Tree now. Yep. So I was coming home from work on a Friday afternoon, 20 past five in the afternoon. So really busy 
time of the afternoon will be coming up Alexander Headlands. Okay. So it's quite busy up there. It is, yeah. And then I've turned onto Budroom Avenue going up the hill and a car's basically pulled out in front of me. I'm on my motorbike and I've basically hit the side of it. T-boned it. Yeah, T-boned it and gone over the top of the car, but I've gone across the opposite side of the road um, against incoming traffic. Shit. And I've rolled for about 20 metres into that gutter. Oh, so, wow. Pretty traumatic experience I'm, because basically the thoughts that were going through my head straight away was I'm dead as yep. soon as I seen that car. Yep. There's nothing I could do. Yep. I was going 60 k's an hour. Yep. So hitting basically a brick wall at 60 is bloody fast. Yeah. So I thought I'm dead. And then when I started rolling, I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to make it out. Yep. And then landed and sat there for a bit and just felt my ankle. I thought it was just crushed and wrecked. I didn't look down. I thought I was going to lose my foot. Wow. That's the thought. Gee, you were lucky there was there. no traffic coming the other way. Incredibly lucky. I'd be gone as well. Yeah. If someone was coming the other way, they would have just taken me out. So Jesus Christ. I was just, I knew my ankle was crushed. Yep. Oh, yeah. you're alive. I'm not going to swear, but no. Left. Go for it, man. Um, and yeah, I was alive and grateful for that. Yep. And we had a pretty traumatic year before that crash anyway. Mm. So I got on my phone and, and texted my girlfriend and said, hey, I've got a sore foot. I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. Yes, to show so you didn't want to freak her out. I didn't yes. want to freak her out. I didn't want her speeding, worrying. She's had a really traumatic year anyway. Yeah. So I just played it down and said, got a sore foot, going to the hospital. She's like, sweet, okay, I'll come when I finish work. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Very noble. Called my mum and told her what happened and then she called Felicia and then, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're on the side of the road. Um, someone called an ambulance, I'm assuming. Yeah, I was pretty lucky there because I had a physio um, be the first attender. Okay. So she knew exactly what she was doing, called the ambulance. Yep. Um, my priority was just not looking down to see the damage. Yeah, I'd be the same. That was my thought. Yep. So, uh, I was concerned about my bike as well. Oh, of I course. I was trying to look over, see my bike because I love that thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Did it get pretty pretty ba banged up or yeah, what? Yeah, written off. Oh, was yeah. it really? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. So. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, I've got rid of that. It's basically a write off. So. Can I ask what happened to the car you hit? Like, the, one, the person was yeah. okay. Two, were they concerned? Yeah, the or? person was fine. They were concerned. They come over and stuff. And yep. Very apologetic, but it was, it was quite blurry. I can't remember okay. what she looks like. Or sure. Like that. So, yeah. Okay. Young girl. Right. Um, either wasn't just like wasn't paying attention on the phone. I don't know. Yep. I'd say, but there was no excuse for doing that. No, of it's course. It's just a good lesson for everyone that you need to be bloody careful. Yeah, pay roads. attention, 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, so fast forward to the hospital. Um, doctors have looked at you. Surgeons have looked at you. What's the prognosis? Mm -hmm. What have they told you? Um, so <laughs> the first surgeon that comes in goes, oh, it might be out of heel. We'll just give it time. The second surgeon that actually knows his shit <laughs> Dr. Dion Novao, he's incredible. Yeah. Comes in and says, okay, this is what you've done. So your talus in your ankle is a critical bone that takes all of your weight bearing. Yep. And that's shattered into little pieces. Wow. Um, so I need to tell you how it is. Yep. You won't be walking for six months. Wow. And that was quite a shock. Yep. And it's going to require surgery. And it's going to require surgery in a week's time because we need to try and get that leg elevated and um, help reduce the swelling. Swelling, yeah, okay. How'd you take that news that you couldn't walk for six months? 
Um, to be honest, like I was pretty grateful to be alive. Yep. Um, pretty grateful that I didn't have to get my foot amputated. Yep. Grateful to have my legs. And so it was obviously a shock and it sucked, but I still felt like I come out in pretty good shape. Do you feel, and I was going to ask this question further down, but do you feel that your level of health and fitness, how fit and healthy and strong you were, played a role mm. in your recovery and the fact that your injury could have been worse? Yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely did. And the surgeon said this over and over again, because he's saying, um, well, I was saying to him, like, what do I need to do to speed up this recovery? Yep. And he goes, you need to eat really healthy. I'm like, okay, well, I track my macros, calories, and keep an eye on my micronutrients. Yep. And he was like, oh, okay, well, she's going to say, like, lay off the KFC. <laughs> don't eat like shit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, what sort of vitamins and minerals should I start putting in and stuff? And he's like, well, never really had them questions. Usually I just say eat healthy. <laughs> um, but he was really happy with that side of things. Okay. And I think it's why I was able to recover a lot quicker than six months. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. That's good Good food for thought and a good uh, take-home message. Um, okay, so you've, you've had surgery. I'm assuming they put some bolts, plates, mm. all sorts of stuff yeah. in your leg. They did a fair bit um, just with the ankle. Yep. So with the knees as well, I forgot to mention, but torn uh, MCLs and all that stuff, oh, yeah. left and right, all that good stuff. Yep. That wasn't a concern. That'll fix up. Quicker than my that's ankle. more of a co- that's a common injury, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so they did a, two plates in my ankle, yep. seven screws, and then uh, bone graft. Right. They took some bone from my heel. Okay. To put in the talus. Okay. To help sort of glue it all back together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. So pretty decent surgery. Absolutely. Three hours long. So. So how long were you in the hospital for? Uh, all up about two weeks. Two weeks. Solid. Yeah. Wow. And then after that, you were moon booted for a period of time. Could you start weight bearing on the other leg straight away or? Uh, on my right leg, no. So I was in a wheelchair for a while okay. um, because of my knees. Yep. All bashed up as well. Yep. So I was in a wheelchair for a few weeks there, probably three, four weeks. Wow. In a wheelchair. Yep. Before I moved to both crutches and a scooter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Yep. Um, so yeah, the wheelchair was horrible, obviously. I yep. learned how to do wheelies and stuff, so that <laughs> was good. Look at the positives. Um, no. um, okay, well, talk us through, like, so you're in hospital for a period of time, like, and so you can't train, you can't be active, you can't, your lifestyle's completely shot, basically. Mm. How's the mind going at this point? Like, are you starting to struggle a little bit or, you know, your support networks around you really pumping you up? What's, mm. how's, how's it all going? Yeah, so, Hospital was full on because I was on 17 tablets a day wow. for a while there. So this is uh, endone, so quick release and then slow release. Well, Speed killers, yeah. All your Panadol and Nurofens and stuff. All the good stuff. So your guts can't handle food. Right. And you just feel sick mm. and nauseous. Yeah. And you feel horrible. Right. Um, so the best I could eat was sometimes an apple or two apples a day. Wow. Going from six meals. Yep. Three and a half thousand calories. Yep. Uh, so I started to lose weight really quick. Energy was horrible. Yep. Um, mine was starting to um, go on a, sort of some dark places there as well. Yep. Just of, you can't really help it. No, of course. With that sort of setup. Yep. So it was full on. Yeah, I bet. So once you were given clearance to leave mm. did that sort of take that some of that that 
away. Like we, you know, you got outside, you got sunshine, you could yeah. get around a little bit more, get to the beach or whatever. Mm, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, basically, I sat there and wrote a list of how do I get out of this mm. in a better position than when I went into it. Okay. And the key components was having a really good network, which yep. I have, and I'm really lucky to have at the moment. Anyway, so obviously my partner, my family. And then good friends that would come and visit on mm. a regular basis. Yep. Uh, and then the next thing was just because I've lost all that momentum, and momentum being working towards the goals that I had in mind, I basically just had to reset that and go, this is my new circumstances, and I need to adjust my goals and set some new ones that I can work towards and try and get some momentum back. Yep. And that helped me drive out of some bad head spaces. Okay. Mm. Good advice. That's yeah. really good advice. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of study, uh, reading books, listening to podcasts, when I was in the wheelchair, I was making sure I was doing some resistance fan workouts and stuff as soon as I could. Yep, yep. So all that little stuff helped a lot. Yep. Um, going for walks just to La Bolsa in the wheelchair. Yeah, okay. Up to the um, lighthouse and stuff. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Just all them little things helped a lot. Awesome, man. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I've already asked the question about your health and fitness. So obviously that that is still a significant importance to you. Um, once you, what, what at what stage were you able to get back to the gym? Like, were you training upper body as soon as you could take weight on your legs? Uh, so it's basically as soon as I went to the knee scooter and crutches, I was yep. in there. Awesome. So yeah, that was probably four or five weeks after surgery. Yep. How'd that feel? Oh, it was good to get back in there. Yep. But the goal wasn't to go hard. It was no, of course. to get in there and go through the motions yep. and just be disciplined to get there. Yep. That was the hardest thing, to be drugged up and have the motivation to get up out of bed and try yep. and get to the gym. That was the hardest part. And then when I was there, it was just going through the motions, getting some blood moving and Absolutely. getting some endorphins flowing and stuff like that. So, Felt good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as good, good as it could feel, but it was a lot better than just laying in bed all day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you obviously were off work for a period of time as well. Mm. So, you know, how, how did you keep your mind busy once you were at home? Like, did, yeah. you obviously mentioned reading podcasts. Yeah. Was there anything else that you did to, to keep things progressing forward and staying mm. positive? <laughs> yeah, so it was making a lot of luck personal self notes auditing myself and how my mind was i like that auditing yourself yeah, yeah. okay so i'll sit there and go okay what thoughts have i been having today yep and then try and improve them mm. try and get rid of the the negative thoughts and just introduce new ones okay and the podcasts and the books that i read help so much with that yep and i also at the start of the journey before i even had surgery i went okay this is going to be rough and the surgeon said that most people get depressed at about four weeks yep um, so I lined up some counselling sessions with uh, Leon. Wow, okay. And I lined up some psych- psychologist sessions. Yep. Um, just at Maruchidor. Yep. As well. So I had them. Proactive. Um, so, yeah, because you can foresee that you're going to have mental issues. Oh, totally. You know, the hosp- hospital's not the greatest of places mm-hmm. to be anyway, whether you're a visitor or a, per- a, you know, getting surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. So to be there for that period of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, Wow, that's that's impressive, mate. That you've had that foresight for sure. Um, okay, so you've mentioned obviously, um, you know, the dark periods and all that sort of stuff. Where are you now? Talk about now. Right now, I'm feeling really good. Yep. I've got my momentum back. Yep. I'm moving towards my bigger goals now, just not my little goals of trying to get a little bit of ankle mobility. 
So my bigger goals of getting back to 85 kilos, yep. um, relatively lean, yep. on track with my, my study goals as well, on track with my career goals, yep. and my relationships are doing really well as well. And so, for those obviously that can't see you, which no one can, you, you came in here walking, so obviously you're yeah. mobile in terms of walking, Talk, you, you obviously we spoke about this before we went on. Talk about your mobility limitations and where that sits at the moment as well. Yeah. So right now I'm at basically at thirty percent of uh, my full capacity. Okay. And so what just, what does that mean? Describe that. Yeah. So when you do it like a knee to wall test, I don't know if everyone knows what that is. Mm. But you basically stand near a wall and you just um, move your knee towards the wall and see yep. how much ankle mobility you've got. Okay. So when I compare my left to right, I have 30% of my left compared to my right. Mm -hmm. So I have five centimeters back from the wall, but I can push my knee forward and touch yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So that's the gauge that I'm using when I say that. Okay. And I'm basically capped at that 30% and it's because of the new structure of my ankle. Yep. So at the start, I could push through the uh, tight muscles that mm. I have through calves and Achilles. Yep. And now I'm at the point where I'm limited by the new structure of my ankle. Yep. So 30% means you can walk fine, um, but I won't be able to jog, I won't be able to run, mm -hmm. but I can squat, I can deadlift and um, do lunges and stuff like that. I was going to ask, like, you can lunge, yeah, lunge yeah. or run? Yeah, okay. Unreal. Oh, well, that's... And I can surf. And you can and surf, so you're pretty happy about that. I need to surf, I need to be able to go to the gym, I need to hopefully snowboard, I haven't been able to test that out. If I can do them things, I'm happy. Okay. And I didn't run before the accident, so Yeah, okay. no, that's right, <laughs> we don't run. Yeah. Um, will you get back on a motorcycle again? I'd love to, yeah. and I will, yeah. but I need to, I've thought about that a lot. Yep. I'm going to give it a fair bit of time because the network I had with me um, helped me so much through this journey that I feel like if I got back on a bike, it would be like slapping them in the face. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to give it time. Yep. Because uh, I've ridden bikes my entire life. That's okay. been my most consistent sport yeah. through my entire life. So. so there's no fear or apprehension about it or just the fact that you want to show, um, I guess, you know, respect to everyone that helped you get to this point? Yeah, that's it. I just want to show respect to everyone that's helped me through this. Yep. Um, there was definitely fear about being on the roads in general, even in a car. Really? Um, wow, okay. Yeah, but the psychologist helped me through that. Okay. And that took some really, really good learning points from them sessions that I can use for the rest of my life. So, wow. some real benefits to that as well. So, that's awesome. Um, after a big accident, your amygdala gets stimulated and it's hyperactive. So, every time I'd be driving and I would see cars, my body would just get flushes of like adrenaline. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was intense, just going to the shops and I'm in the passenger seat and I would have to grab Felicia and go, be careful and stuff. It's almost and like a panic attack. Yeah, even yeah. when I was in the back of an Uber, I'll do it and stuff. Oh, so wow. That's something I really had to work on. Okay. Um, and the psychologist explained that, yeah, your amygdala is currently overactive, it's hyperactive. Yep. So to help reduce that, you need to discuss what happened, discuss your accident, talk yep. about it, yep. go visit the site, yep. drive past it, and just keep doing that. Well, Write down okay. what happened. Yeah. So what you're doing is sensitizing your amygdala to that story right. and making it feel safe because okay. you're talking about it. And what happens if you don't, uh, if you don't talk about it and think about it and write it down and um, 
tell people about it yep. is it can come out in different forms. So it can come out in PTSD or mm. depression or uh, other forms through your body yep. later on if you don't deal with it. Yep. Uh, which was, yeah, mind-blowing because it, it tells me why a lot of guys in particular have uh, mental health issues because mm. we hold it in. We yeah. don't tell people. That's right. I know that's what I do. Yep. Uh, but we need to get it out, get it off our chest. Otherwise, it can uh, come back at us in other forms like obviously depression. Yeah. Well, like that, so. I was going to ask about that because that's a typical male response, isn't mm. it? Just to, to suck it up and yep. try and be the tough man mm. and not talk about it. Did you find it easy to talk about or was that a bit of a, a learning curve for you? Really, really difficult to talk about. Like, yep. If I tried to tell you that story, Six weeks ago, I wouldn't be able to. Really? I'd just jam up. I wouldn't be able to. Okay. Because it was just too intense, like the emotions that would come up. Yep. Um, but yeah, talking about it and writing it down and talking about it with, to the psychologist helps a lot. Wow. And okay. now I can talk about it with no issue. No drama. How, how was it going back to the site the first time? Was that a bit traumatic yeah, or was pretty it traumatic it's yeah weird. you just see like flashbacks and yeah, yeah wow. it's crazy okay so that's cool now you drive through it no dramas yeah no yeah. problem every day i come home that way okay so, yes yeah, no issues so. unreal hmm. okay so what's the advice you would give then you've been through this and it's been a pretty traumatic experience but you've shown all the steps that you've done and obviously you're sitting here now quite positive What's the advice you'd give for someone who is about to or has is currently going through some form of adversity that they may be able to assimilate to what you've done? Yeah. So whether it's like a traumatic accident like this or losing family members or whatever it is, yeah. I've used gym and surfing and motorbike riding as an anchor. Mm-hmm. So they're like my outlets. Yep. Um, so whatever your outlet is, just make sure that you're continuing to do that and you have to force yourself to do it. I was going to say, because you won't feel like it, hey? Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like doing it, but yep. it's so important. Just go through the motions um, and make sure you you keep your anchor, whatever it is, be consistent with it. Yep. So yours would be gym. Yep, yeah. One biggest one is gym. Yeah, 100%. Um, so that's what I've used basically since I was 18, using gym as my anchor and outlet. Awesome. Fantastic. Good advice, mate. Um, and it's it's so good to see how positive and upbeat and just living life you are at the moment because I know it would have been hell. I'm certain of it. Um, yeah. Let's segue now. Well, it's not segue. It's a completely different subject. But um, your partner, Felicia, has a surfing business. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Because I think it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, she's got a permit at Bocarina okay. at the moment. So that's where she's doing her surf lessons. Mm. So she's targeting females only. Yep. And she does small groups and she puts a lot of energy into them. Her focus is just improving mental health. Yep. Using the tool surfing. I think that's great. So her sessions really stand out compared to anyone else on the coast because she'll rock up, they'll go through stretching, they'll sit there and analyze the beach. Okay. And explain to them what's going on with currents and rips and different swells and tides and winds and everything like that so it's an educational experience and right. then you practice all your pop-ups on the beach yep. and then you're actually out in the water at the end of it so, so she's only doing girls no guys or 
No guys. No guys. So female okay. specific. She's yep. found a little niche that's working really well for her. Fantastic. Um, that's her sweet spot. Yep. And she's going for it. Awesome. So she's doing really, really well. That's brilliant. That's great. I'm gonna have to get her on a podcast, I reckon. Absolutely. I think that's yeah, a great, awesome. um, a great niche to uh, to target. You know, we there's so much focus currently around men's mental health, but mm. women have the same issues. Yeah. They may slightly, be slightly different, but yeah. they're still there. Yeah. Mate, that uh, we're, we're coming to the end, so I really appreciate you being so open and transparent. That, that that was really good, and I hope people who are listening can take something from Jake's experience because, um, as I said, he's sitting here and he's very positive. He's back at the gym. Um, give give um, obviously um, the people you work for a shout out. Um, anyone else you want to support? What, what's Felicia's business called anyway? Project Surf. Okay, so you can find that on Instagram, Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. Cool. And you work for Yield Advisory. Give them a. Yep. So I work for you advisory, so we're an accounting firm. Yep. Um, so we love doing the advisory stuff and on top of that all your compliance. Yep. And what sets us apart is just the team that we've got. It's mm. incredible. We've got a young, hungry and highly intelligent team that um, basically works with clients that are, are similar. Mm. So they're young, hungry, eager for growth. Yep great to deal with and happy to take on advice. Awesome. Um, so yeah, some, a lot of cool things going on with your advisory. So they treat their team really well. And uh, something they did this year was take a couple of the, the crew skydiving. Oh, okay. <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah, I bet. And then we're gonna start doing our monthly events on the Sunshine Coast. So the next one is Mount Coolin. I see that, yeah. Friday morning. Yep. Which would be great. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, well, I've obviously trained Haley, so yeah, um, have a little bit of association with them. But um, from what I understand, they're really, really cool mm. people to, to, yeah. to be around and obviously you to work for. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Well, final question, as I ask every client, or not every client, every person that comes on the podcast, is who would you have over to dinner? You could invite anyone you want. Uh, male, female, dead or alive, mm. who would you have to dinner to have a good conversation with? Yeah. So, I've got a few people. Yeah, go for it. I've seen your question didn't have too many limitations. No, so it doesn't. i basically got Ed Milet coming to my house. Not actually, but I'd love him to. Who's he? Ed Milet. Yeah. So, he? he's a finance guy and okay. a health guy as well. Right. He has a lot of podcasts. He's in America. Okay. He's in the top 50 wealthiest guys in America, I think, wow. or under 50, Okay. so quite wealthy, but he has everything in line, so he's got his health, his wealth, relationships, yep. and his happy health. Gotcha, okay. So he's on there, Ty yep. Lopez, yep. very similar again, mm-hmm. uh, so his older stuff on YouTube is incredible, his newer stuff is just trying to sell you shit, right. but he's got some really, really good content when you go back to his older stuff. Okay. So them two, and then I'd like to have you there. Oh, appreciate uh, Adam, that. Adam Bryant, yep. Leon, yep. Uh, Lachlan Ballinger, and um, and Jared Lawrence as well. Gee, that would be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> just basically guns that I look up to and admire. I just want to get together and just have a beer and... Yeah, have some fun. That'd be cool, mate. Well, I appreciate you putting me in such esteemed um, company. For sure. Cool, man. Oh, well, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate you giving up your time on a Sunday. Are you a day off today? Or are you training today? Or what's uh, it go? Going for a Sunday? Studying today. Studying today? Okay. Yeah. So very studying good. and prep. 
Study and prep. Yeah. Very exciting day for you. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, once we're done here, I'm going to head to the gym because, as I said, my wife's sleeping, so I'll, I'll try to stay away from the house until she's had yeah. a decent portion because she got another night shift tonight. So, awesome. have you said who you want to have dinner with? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Leon asked me actually. Yeah. He put me on the spot on the podcast that we did. I think it was like episode three or four. Yeah. Um, and I think I said I said uh, Ronda Rousey, mm. and uh, well, I said Lane Norton as well, which was the first person that came to mind. But I haven't really thought about it since that. Yeah. No, that's rings and bells now. Yeah. I listened to that podcast, and Leon said he went and had a beer with him and stuff, and yeah. he didn't invite you, and thought that was a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. So rude. Uh, well, That's right. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. It's a pleasure. So, um, please, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Please screenshot and share uh, your this podcast. Uh, what am I trying to say? This podcast on your stories on Mumbly the Sunday morning um, and tag myself. Jake, what's your Instagram handle? Is it public? Yep. yep. Just Jake Havick. Oh, easy. Yep. Easy. Nice easy. Easy. Cool. And um, obviously check out Felicia's um, business if you're a female and, and want to learn more about surfing and obviously the mental health side of things as well. It sounds like it's a fantastic mm. um, business. And uh, that's it, guys. So thank you very much. As I say to every client every single day, have a great day.